Welcome to 15K Plus Random Movie Reviews, where we take random movies from Metacritic's 15K Plus Movies to randomly watch whether we like it or not. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of 15K Plus Random Movie Reviews. This is Colin. And this is Niall. And this is Random Movie 13,391, The Day from 2012, Metascore 41, user score of 6.4, runs for an hour and 21 minutes, thankfully. It's directed <laughs> by, I have no clue if it made money, probably not, directed by Douglas R. Nokoski, who is known for being an assistant director of Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, and Spy Kids, and buddy of maybe buddy i don't know assistant director for a couple of um what's his name robert rodriguez his movies from dust to lawn and stuff like that he actually directed um, a lot of star trek discovery as well and a couple of picard five episodes of star trek picard oh okay so i'm, I'm guessing he's reasonably okay at direction did hmm. yeah well that's that's recently though this movie was what 10 years ago because... might have been one of his first little um solo endeavors out by himself yeah, hasn't really done anything else movie-wise. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. Anything else you want to talk about? I, I, I personally think the, he should stick to TV episodes. <laughs> well, the Star Trek Discovery is not the best TV show ever. Yeah, but it's, you know, miles better in every respect to this. There's dialogue that can be sometimes believed. Yeah, in a sci-fi yeah. time travel epic. All right, so uh, in a nutshell, a group of five survivors armed with shotguns, axes, and machetes wander the back roads of a ravaged landscape looking for refuge in the day. A terrifying look into a post-apocalyptic future as war ravages humanity, destroying civilization, most of life on Earth. We don't ever get to know that. The nope. survivors realize they must do whatever it takes to stay alive. Lost, starving, and exhausted, they seek shelter in a seemingly safe, abandoned farmhouse. However, while searching for food and resources, they unwittingly set off a trap, signaling to their ruthless predators laying in wait to begin their deadly attack. With food and ammunition dwindling, the group must make a desperate final stand over a 24 hour period, battling for their ultimate survival. Yeah. That's why it's called the day. To be honest, it felt like a fucking week. Excuse my French. <laughs> uh, why, yeah. Why didn't they? Why didn't they call it the house? Yeah, the slog. On the per. Because that's what it is when you watch it. <laughs> the grey blue filter. Oh god! Like, yeah, maybe it's trying to portray some sort of apocalyptic scenario where there's been a nuclear war and this is nuclear winter mm. but no no <laughs> that's not how no, that's no. not how light looks even on an <laughs> overcast day or it's really dark outside that's not how light looks i'm sorry no it's totally like it puts a it puts a really like a hurdle towards accessing the movie visually it's like i can't it really get over does. the fact that it's a filter and it looks terrible it's giving me some it's not grimy even it's not even just black and white. It's not shades of grey. It's weird selection of colours filter. Yeah. That, yeah, as you said, blue with grey. Where, where, yeah. where are they going with that? And it's straight off the bat. Like, the first scene is our group of five 
idiots uh, walking along a back country road, kicking stone, <laughs> kicking stones along the way. And uh, yeah, it's totally, you see it straight away. It's like, oh my God, is this going to be so washed out and colorless like this? This is crazy. So I mean, Dominic Monaghan is the erstwhile leader. Rick. Strangely, yeah, Rick. Strangely <laughs> enough, he's lost. <laughs> he was in Lost. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> not Penny's boat. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so there's something else I'd like to forget. Oh, yeah, the twists and turns of Lost that didn't go anywhere. A couple of seasons, fantastic. Then just, no, stop. Anyway, that's not this. Yeah. No, no, no. But well, feels Lost a bit is, like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we basically get, we get a little tension off the start. Uh, Adam... Is questioning Rick straight off the bat. Oh, we don't want to go to that ridge, motherfucker. Yeah, but like even that tension, even that dialogue between the two lads is like Mary from the Lord of the Rings. Really not kind of phoning phoning it in here. Like I, I suppose the dialogue he's been given is absolute garbage. Um, it does. It doesn't feel like his character or whatever he's doing with the dialogue, it's, it's not working with it. And his argument with Adam is Adam. Yeah. Adam yeah. is just meh. It feels like two lads rehearsing for, for a movie as opposed to actually, you know, making the being recorded to actually, this is the final shot. Let's go with that. So what were, what were the years for, when was the last uh, Lord of the Rings released? Crikey. Um, it was a few years mid, before this. Yeah, mid 2000s, like 2005. Yeah, yeah. I think four or five years before this, at the least. Um, this was, a, this was after, this movie was after Lost as well. So, yeah. Uh, Monaghan was, you know, reasonably big as an actor. Like, he was quite good in Lost, I thought. Um, yeah. But uh, he kind of disappeared for a long time. And maybe doing movies like this is probably why we didn't know uh, yeah, about no, him for he, a few years. No, he didn't. He didn't like light Hollywood on fire after Lord of the Rings. He was, mm. I think, he probably expected a bit more, but didn't happen. Weirdly, I, I, I genuinely think he's not a terrible actor, but this doesn't help him. No, but to be honest with you, like at the start of the movie, like they obviously find the uh, the house quite quickly, yeah. five minutes in, and they slowly enter it, and it goes on forever, and. They, um, yeah, they're, they're working for ages, and they've got well, the reason I think they stopped this abandoned house. Nobody really wants to go in there. It doesn't really explain why they don't want to go in there, uh, but the reason they don't want to go in, or they have to go in there, is because one of their buddies is coughing up his lungs. Oh, yeah. Mr. Coffee, I called him. That's exactly what I wrote down as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jaw oh, coffee. Like, like to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, listen. Uh, yeah, they they have to go there because he's got a cold. Um, he's got a cold. It's pleurisy. <laughs> got a cold. It's whinging. It's a man flu. Uh, yeah, he, he, he doesn't look well. I, I thought he was going to turn into a zombie or something because I purposely didn't read the synopsis of this movie watching it. I wanted okay. to be surprised. Um, he didn't turn into a zombie, which upset no. me. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's just normal f- cold. Get yeah. some Tylenol into you. Lem Sippy would have been grand. 
Yeah, no, not in the post-apocalyptic world. No That's the first thing they go. Yeah, the first thing that goes. It's the whole stock of them around the world. Anyway, um, Rick, played by Domin- Dominic Monaghan, has got two jars of rice called Hope and Fate. But I don't know if it was rice. I think they were uh, seeds. <laughs> seeds or whatever. That's the guy who's going to start his new... Um, I don't know what the hell he is, but but this this actually annoys the crap out of me because the only thing this post-apocalyptic world might have made sense in it was a nuclear winter and all the crops have failed, so people people are eating each other. I'm spoiler, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his jars of seeds don't make any sense because if all the crops have already failed, what are you going to do with those? Is the sunlight not out. enough? Sunlight's already not enough to grow normal crops. What are you going to do with the seeds? He's, he's going to play the long game. By n- trying not to starve, by not eating anything for 20 years and hope the environment and the atmosphere cleans up. Sorry, it, 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 it's one of many holes, and that's probably the least of them. You know, I would probably be eating people as well. I, I go with a sandwich for four hours and I'm chewing on people. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they get into the, this this house that becomes the main scene for the entire movie. Rick and Adam have another sort of fisty cuff verbal conflict. And uh, who's that? Um, Nikki. Character Nikki. Yeah, she has a Nikki breakdown in the... Yeah. Yeah, she has a breakdown in the toy, the doll room, this weird doll room. Uh, yeah, yeah. Regular. I found I found that like later on, where she's showering in that room, just pointless. Just yeah, other yeah. than getting her kit off. Yeah, it was it was like the gratuitous sort of female flesh show of yeah. And yeah, so then I think Adam has a bit of a flashback to his. He's holding a. He has a doll head carried around with him. He has a flashback where it's all color because that's what happens. You know that it's color before apocalypse happens. That's what. Yeah, that's wife. yeah. yeah. When yeah, the apocalypse a, happens, somebody comes in and steals our damn color. Yeah, wife mm. and he had a wife and daughter. And we like they seem to be dragged away. We don't know what took them. Obviously, people. Obviously, meat eaters. Hungry people, which which is a strange one because that seemed to be right at the you know there was still color, so stuff had just gone bad. So people straight away turned to cannibalism. <laughs> They're just waiting for it. It's like all right, let's just start. Okay, it was nuclear war. I'm really hungry. It's been 15 minutes since uh, breakfast. It's time to go get some peeps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who can blame him? Uh, <laughs> Oh, so yeah, so then, so Rick, the leader, he's like going, all right, girls, off you go trapping, and she's going, what's the point? We haven't, there's no, we haven't heard a bird in two years. It's like, yeah, why are you going trapping if you haven't seen anything? Yeah. Um, Nikki is a, uh, Brianna Barnes, who plays Nikki, is, a, is probably the worst actor in this entire thing. I thought she was terrible. To, to be honest with you, when... When Rick and Adam are talking at the talking at the kitchen table. I actually thought Monaghan was actually quite good. He was quite he was quite laid back with his delivery of lines, and I don't I don't think it sounded like corny or anything. I thought he was actually quite quite no, okay I, 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 delivery. I had one problem with him. I I, I don't like his American accent. No, I didn't find it that bad, actually. To be honest with you, it, it could also be the Iceman 
the guy who plays the Iceman in the original Marvel movies is just so terrible that he drags down the entire scene so badly. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did not rate him in it at all. Uh, like Monaghan's always going to be reasonably good. Um, yeah. I think... Uh, Adam was shocking. Yeah, So, but I think definitely Nikki is probably the worst of the worst. She's very sort of... She's sort of canned in her delivery of her lines. She's, it's, it feels like every sentence. Actually, is I, I did write write down about her as well that her emotional range was vastly different from beginning of a sentence to the end of a sentence for no particular reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her so, sentence delivery was weird. She was either underacting or overacting, but never actually hitting the sweet spot. Because I don't think yeah. she can. Yeah. Um, oh, before they went out trapping, uh, obviously the the trope argument is Adam going, we shouldn't stay here, and Rick going, we stay tonight. So the girls go trapping, and obviously um, the Mary, who's quite mute, uh, obviously gets her kid off she, and she, she's mysterious. The river. Yeah, mysteriously not interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So she's uh, she's having a bit of a wash in the river, and she sees somebody running towards her. She runs out and grabs a shotgun and shoots him in the shotgun chest. Shotgun, baby, nicely. yeah, have that. Yeah, have some of that. And so then that obviously starts the ball in motion for the entire uh, plot of well, that movie. Well, while that's happening, the uh, the two lads or the three lads oh, yeah. are down in a basement, and they're like oh, they're like searching around for crap, and uh, Mary Brandybuck. Uh, Finds a bunch of tins of food, he thinks. And he's like, yes, we're in here. Um, and as he's trying to crack open one of the tins, um, he knocks something over or something and sets off a trap and gets a big spike through the chest. Yeah, so Dominic Monaghan lasts maybe 20 minutes for the entire movie. Yep, and then we're on to the B team. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Monaghan's skewer, I, I, I called it. Um, yeah, it wasn't, I don't know, it was very hard to know uh, what what happened there. I didn't know. I couldn't grab it. All I saw was a very digital effect of a big spear going through his chest. Yeah, like the, the blood, the digital blood that was stuck yeah. on, partly because of the filter, but partly because it was just cheap CGI. Didn't uh, took no, you know, didn't give anything to the movie. It, it distracted from the movie. It was such a poor effect. That digital blood is, oh god, it's yeah, it's just bad. It's like fake footsteps, you know. It's it's not. It's yeah, the same, the same terrible. could have been achieved with a practical effect. It should have been achieved with a practical effect, like a, a blood bag that pops open. But obviously, they didn't want to spend the money on on a couple of pop caps. No, unfortunately, yeah, I guess digital effects are cheaper than doing physical effects back in 2012. Maybe it's the same now. Who knows? Anyway, um, yeah, so they get trapped because when he gets skewered, the door closes on them, and next thing you know... They're Dinner looking, bell, baby! Yeah, there's massive bell going on, and this is a big action sequence where dudes come into the house and look through the floorboard and goes... Or opens the door and goes, yeah, give me that little dead person down there. We'll have I'll, I'll have that hobbit, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty small, but he'll do. He looks tasty. 
yeah so yeah so basically the women um women come back and uh, a bit of action sequence they 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 uh they, they take care of the the baddies and yeah who'd, who'd have thunk the quiet girl is a ninja um Oh yeah, yeah. She she kicks some ass, and then the guy leave, runs away. And she, I thought he was going to go back and tell people. Then um, Mary gets her rifle and shoots him through the eyeball. Another digital blood effect as well. Yes, not not the best. Kind but of, thankfully, it was only a quarter of a second or so of a shot. So yeah, yeah. But it was long enough for me to see it and go, oh crap, that's all. Yeah. So, but unfortunately for Mary, the the bad guy had said something to her when she saw a scar sort of tattoo sort of scarification thing on her skin which basically means they're cannibals basically i'm guessing that's it yeah again this annoyed me because all of the other cannibals have the scar very visible Mm. because that way they don't eat eat each other Uh, yeah she has it on her thigh hidden um that's not much use if somebody's coming at you with a pitchfork yeah, you kind of have to roll up your skirt and go, yo, you who? <laughs> yeah, by the way, don't eat me. Yeah. Yeah, daft. Uh, but at this point, I thought to myself, our heroes all have a selection of weaponry with ammunition, and it's shotguns and rifles and pistols. The bad guys have pointy sticks. Yeah. Surely over the years of killing people, they would have taken their guns and ammunition and would be armed to the hilt. You were thinking that deep into the plot? Yeah, maybe I was going a bit far. <laughs> Using logic. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no, it's not that type of movie. It's not. Right? Anyway, it's they, um, they knock out Mary because Nikki heard about her being a cannibal or ex-cannibal. So she's tied to a Fine chair. Fine young cannibal. <laughs> she drives me crazy. <laughs> she does. Uh, so she's tied to a chair so they all think it they've got lots of time to start interrogating her about what she is she's very quiet and then uh, adam beats the shit out of her and uh cuts her skin scarification cuts her tats off harsh yeah and then uh tries to feed it to her Mm. and uh yeah she's um she's quite good when she's finally breaks actually i thought she was actually quite believable when she starts screaming kill me or whatever or do it or whatever she, the hell she says like the scene from aliens kill me now <laughs> no that's predator oh is it oh is yes it? kill me now well, i think it's um both. kill me do it do it now <laughs> do it now come on <laughs> great yeah. movie sorry yeah wish this movie was that um yeah yeah um so yeah i agree that scene's kind of reasonable there's a bit of i'm not to say believability about it but there's a bit of meat <laughs> to be chewed on there um but it, it, it it's that's gone quick enough though let's be honest yeah so she she then basically says here's my exposition here's my backstory my sister got sick or whatever and then they ate her and so she that's why she stopped being a cannibal or something Something like that. Yeah, she broke her leg, and yeah, the rest yeah. of the tribe were like, well, she's going to slow us down, so uh, let's hang her up, string her up, slit her throat, and chew on her. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so then she sort of breaks out of the chair by herself and says, yeah, you have me, you know, kill me if you want. Um, I can help you. So, okay. so we're all so screwed. 
ads will be here in under 24 hours and there's no way you're going to get away because they're very good at tracking obviously yeah so they uh, start along the, the next part of the movie which is kind of like home alone r-rated start booby tra- <laughs> booby trapping booby trapping the house uh, basically yeah yeah if if and then uh, they they burn dominic monaghan it's like just eat him get yourself some protein yeah or leave him leave him out to slow down the other guys <laughs> while while, he's, yeah. while, he, while they're chewing on him shoot them yeah put a, put him on a big massive plate outside <laughs> with some candles some hors d'oeuvres around him <laughs> yeah a nice chianti <laughs> yeah just, <laughs> some the, the tablecloth around or put a yeah. table outside just like put civilized him, put apple in his mouth yeah yeah but no maybe in a comedy version of this anyway this they all set up for towards this attack that starts in the night and it's so dark and it's so black you don't really see anything it's like game of thrones when they finally attacked the the, the white knight or whatever yeah 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 and you couldn't see anything and so like in this it's like what's going on i can't even see even with the blue gray filter and now it's nighttime it's like, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't help can't see anything but but the beauty of it being nighttime and not being you know your audience not being able to see anything it saves a fortune on special effects yeah, and it doesn't look so bad actually. When they start, they basically just kill everybody that comes towards them. They were like, "Oh, conserve your bullets!" And then at, at certain scenes, they're putting three bullets into every body. It's like, yeah, and, and the bad guys are just grip. lying up against the window so they can be poked at with sticks. Yeah, yeah. You know, either either it's a zombie movie and people are brain dead, or they're real people who can think. <laughs> but it's kind of yeah, mixing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the the head of the baddies that are out in the field somewhere, he's not even worth talking about because he's a nobody character. He's got a daughter and a son, and uh, the son peels away, and he's like, oh, I can be... They don't have any lines of uh, dialogue in the entire movie, but he's like, oh, I'm going to go in and start killing them. So he goes up to the window and puts a little pinprick into Nicky, and Nicky turns around and shoots him in the head. Yeah, <laughs> damn right. Uh, that was funny and then he obviously goes the the baddie over half a mile away looks over and goes no as if he could see in the dark yeah it's that pitch his black outside yeah, yeah yeah it's good good story yeah. so only at this point in time another wave comes and mr coffee gets it he kind of goes outside and shoots his last bullets and then they kill him yep put him on the back of a meat cart yeah and so then um, the next day comes around because for some reason they stop attacking them. Maybe they're a little bit weary because they've got so many bullets or whatever. And they chuck in some fire bombs. Why didn't they do that at the start? Yeah. Uh, and, and Well, there wouldn't be a movie. <laughs> there wouldn't be a movie. And, and, and to just to expand upon that, there was like, what, 20 bad guys, maybe a little bit more uh, at the start. But their strategies, right, <laughs> that's kept them alive all these years. And they lose 90% in like three hours against a few lads, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They don't deserve to win at all. Really? No, no, they're cabbages, not, not cannibals, cabbages. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So they, 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 uh, so Nikki's basically going, or Mary's kind of going, all right, I'll take the shotgun. You got that back. I need to do this. 
And so uh, Adam and Nikki run out the back of the field. Mary goes out the front, tries to shoot the body. Oh, click. It's empty. Click. So then at the back of the field, Adam's, uh, Nikki's turning around and goes, yeah, here's all the shotgun shells. Adam goes, you bitch. <laughs> well, he doesn't, but. Well, yeah, but effectively thinks it. And he runs back and she's like, oh, you're an idiot. Yeah. And she's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he um, he heads back and what? So Mary's been walloped around, isn't she? Yeah, she's, she's had the absolute crap beat out at this point. Um, yeah, shaky camera stuff. Yeah, and then he runs in, pew, 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 and takes out a few people. And then she's back on her feet running around like a ninja. Yeah. How does the bad the head hunter die again? Because I actually don't even remember. It was kind of a, a, one of the most forgettable kills in the whole thing. I can't really remember either. Um, no, I, I couldn't tell you. It was such a was, forget. Like he's the big bad guy. This should be a fight. Yeah, he looked but like it, the it's guy in a from, quarter uh, second kill. Like, and it's, it, it, there's no focus on it, and there's no. Yeah, I don't know who actually killed him in the end. Was it Mary or Adam? Like, it was so unbelievable. Like in my notes, I just wrote "head hunter dead, fake blood." So. Yeah, I, I remember lying on the ground and blood leaking out of him in a yeah, weird, that's... horrible, pastel blood color. Um, <laughs> he looked like the guy from Far Cry 3, the head uh, main protagonist. Oh, but, but Far not Cry nearly 3. as well acted. <laughs> no, just the same haircut. Yeah. Um, Micro um, mohawk. Yeah. So anyway, we head back to Nikki in the forest and she's going through the forest and she's... She's seeing and hearing things, and it's the daughter, and it's the worst scene probably in the history of movie making, where yeah. this woman can't grab and hold on to, or even see where this daughter, this young kid is, and she's running around, making lots of noise, and all she's doing, she's stabbing her with a little. She, fucking... she thinks she's Vin Diesel in Pitch Black, you know. <laughs> mm, it, yeah. She's a ten-year-old. Sorry. And she like, I don't know, like we can hear her as yeah. audience members. She's got a little, what, she's got like an arrowhead or something holding. She doesn't even have a big knife. She's wearing something. a light jacket as well. Yeah, but you can hear her traipsing through the leaves. Yeah. And it's like, Nikki is like looking around going, I don't know where, he is, where she is. And then every f- few seconds, she stabs her a little bit more. Had, like had little... it been shot at night, you'd be like, fair right. enough. That's fine, yeah. But not in broad daylight. No, it was stupid. And then she slits her throat, and that's the end of Nikki and her acting. I, I enjoyed Nikki dying. Not because it was yeah, well was shot or anything that, because I just didn't like the character. I wanted her dead. Yeah. But that was and the tr- pretty true of all of them. Yeah, and during that, you get a, there was a few like predator sounds, like click, like, <laughs> like that as well. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, just do that. That might add a bit more tension to it. No, it's not. It's stupid. Yeah. And so we head back to um, Adam and Mary, and they're sitting up Adam's dying and Mary's not and somebody somebody had seen I think the director had previously <laughs> yeah. closely seen or not so long watching uh, The Thing John Carpenter oh, the I very end gonna, of that I thought you felt a bit like that I thought you were going to say Saving Private Ryan no no, no. because she, he says to her don't waste it does he yes I, I I completely blanked that out. Yeah, so <laughs> like did, a lot of this did, movie. <laughs> yeah. So why did you say why did you say he saw the thing? 
What was what was the similarity? Oh, I had a had a had a bit of a feeling of it. You know, both people kind of consider the other person a monster uh, in the end of the thing because obviously one person knows the other person is a monster in the end of the thing. And he's looking on at you one, trying to figure out if she's a monster or not. Mm, I didn't think about it that much. I, I I thought too much about it. But this movie doesn't deserve <laughs> that amount of thought. No, but um, one of the best endings to a movie, most, one of the <laughs> funniest endings. Stupid. Funniest uh, endings. Funny because it's stupid. <laughs> so let's paint the scene. She... <sighs> She starts down the long and lonesome road. She's like, all right, I'm out of here. So she starts walking, and then she walks past the daughter who's just standing there or whatever. I don't fucking know. And she just walks past her, and then the daughter trots up behind her. Skips up behind her. Skips up behind her, and like you're going, oh, okay. Is this going to be just a partnership now, a business? So then, like, I'm just trying to do it scene by scene here so people understand what happens here. So... It, so that's a faraway shot. Then it does a close-up of her little flint arrowhead in her hand. Then it does a close-up of Mary turning around, knowing something's up. Then it cuts back to a faraway shot where she just swipes her sword and <laughs> chops her head off. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's very funny. It, it is. It is. But it, it then... It's proceed, that scene is then preceded by the worst CGI blood I've ever seen in my life. As the kid's lying on the ground and a off-white purple splotch appears kind of near the corpse. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, yeah. This, this movie won't win any awards for special effects. No, it won't. No, it won't. I gave the plot 1.5. That was the end, by the way, everybody. <laughs> that was the last scene. Um, I give the plot 1.5 out of 5. Wow. Uh, uh, I give it 0. 0.25. <laughs> I, I don't know why I gave so much. but um, Effin hated the plot. There, there, there was no plot. It, it's a loose connection of violent, poor, boring violence scenes. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> there's no story. There's no sense. Yeah, I don't like. Obviously, one point five is still shit, but I just I was like, all right, fair enough. It was it was something. In fairness, um, it, like both it got um, sixty something percent from the user reviews and Metacritic. Yeah, six point four. Yeah, nuts! No way. Well, they're probably WWE fans because this is from WWE Studios, so yeah, it's, very, yeah, yeah. it's probably. I was expecting to see some wrestlers pop up at some point. Maybe one of the baddies were wrestlers. I don't know, but maybe the main cheap, baddie cheap was a wrestler for them. Yeah, probably they, they're probably better actors than to be in this movie. The WWE, um, like seeing the rock pop up at some point. Sure, acting. I also gave one point five. I'm guessing you're zero point something. Zero point five. Yeah, it was shocking. Um, maybe if 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 the Hobbit had stayed a bit longer, I might have popped it up to one. Uh. Yeah, I gave one point five for Dominic, and I also thought that. Uh, Ashley Bell's moments when she was, you know, going a bit nuts when she was tied to the chair. I thought that was okay, but still 1.5. That was reasonable, but that's one scene out of, how long was this movie? An hour and 20? Uh, hour and 20, yeah. Yeah, there's not enough to warrant me giving points at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, soundtrack, I gave one. I don't know why I gave one. I just... I, I gave one as well because I, I didn't notice the soundtrack being bad or good. Um, 
So I find it hard to knock out, you know, kill off a soundtrack when it's yeah unobtrusive. Uh, product, yeah, production. I gave one. I'm just not going to give any more than that with due to fake blood and zero point five again. It the, the production annoyed me more than footsteps for you. Yeah, yeah, it was it was weird. It was stupid the, and like the cinematography amateurish. was shocking. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I gave such um, normal scores. It's usually me that gives worse scores. But I guess if it was longer, I probably would have hated it more because it was one hour and 20. It was like going out. Yeah. It was done and dusted quite quickly. Yeah, uh, that that's the best part of the movie. It's the runtime. Yeah. Um, just going through the actors, you know, obviously you mentioned Sean Ashbourne plays Adam. He was in yeah. X-Men quite a lot, playing Ice hyphen man. Uh, Brianna Barnes who plays Nikki's and basically got a big career in TV. Ashley Bell who plays Mary is actually better known for as a voice actor. Got a good voice on her. She's done the Smurfs movie, so that's good. You know? It's a shame she didn't actually get to talk in this one then. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, let's hire a massive voice actor who has actually done a lot of good stuff and get her to not talk. Um, Corey Hard, Corey Hardrick Hard Coffee. Yeah. yeah. Plays Mr. Coffee, Henson, uh, hasn't done anything, and obviously Dominic Monaghan, uh, Lost, Lord of the Rings, all that other He's had a reasonable stuff. career, but nowhere near as high as it could have been. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm sure he's pretty... I'm pretty sure he's pretty sad that nothing really happened after Lord of the Rings, to be honest with you. Didn't, didn't get his Hildago. Didn't get his Hildago, yeah, true. Um... Uh, yeah, the New York Post gave it 38 out of 100. Says the film feels unbelievably long at 84 minutes, and the color, <laughs> yeah, and the color drained handheld cinematography serves only as a reminder of just how good Night of the Living Dead really was. That's a fair point. Fair. There is somebody gave it zero, but it's I'm not gonna read that one out. Um, uh, like I, I never think a zero rating or a hundred rating is is accurate. It's just somebody being an idiot my opinion yeah glenn heath jr in slant magazine gave it 63 out of 100 he said despite being a nasty and skillful action film the day goes off the rails in the final stretch skillful interesting interesting choice of interesting. words interesting yeah and the final stretch is where it fails <laughs> yeah uh, exactly yeah wow uh, final stretch yeah. is uh, after the first minute yeah, true. Right, well, uh, let's put an axe in the head of the day, I we think. put that day behind us anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so let's, um, let's go back to our 15K plus list and randomize our next movie. It's movie 12,571. I don't know why we keep getting high numbers. Of course it's 12,000. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, movie 12,571 is the movie Krull. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I love really. that movie. I love that movie as a kid. It It's kind of crap, uh, but I love it. it, it it's, it's, it's a bit camp as well, but it's, yeah. Oh, cool. I haven't seen that in years. Well, this is weird because one of our viewers in Australia, Andrew, gave me his top 10. And I was going to do it for the next episode, but I'll probably do it for the following episode. But this is actually in his top 10. It's 
so bizarre. This is not. This is the randomness gods going. It's a fix. Some of this. <laughs> yeah, it's really not. It's just um, that's so so weird that it came up. Because I had said to him, oh, I've seen most of them. I haven't seen a couple of them, including Krull. I've never seen Krull. It was always an RTE back in the day. <laughs> so the summary is like one sentence. that says, a prince and a fellowship of companions set out to rescue his bride from a fortress of alien invaders who have arrived on our home planet. Yep. Liam Neeson's in it, I see. Is he? I... Obviously, it's been so long since I've seen it. I didn't know who Liam Neeson was at the time. So just directed by Peter Yates, who directed Bullet, The Guns of Navarone. Oh, he's assistant director of Guns of Navarone. Hmm. I'm looking cool. forward to seeing that again. Yeah, not bad at all. I was, it's so bizarre that it came up when it's on Andrew's top 10. Very interesting. It's got a, a meta score of 45, but the user score is higher at 6.3. So I think it's a cult classic and probably something that people like from their childhood. It's from 1983. It's got a running time of one hour and 56 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So that's cool. That'll be episode 36. And so we'll, um, we'll stop it there for episode 35. Uh, we're still on five stars on spotify so if you listen to us on spotify and you haven't rated us yet please do so if you listen to us on any other platforms do what they've got and rate them or review if you can and we'll see you on the next episode bye bye cheerio